Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. We'll call it the Battle of I-15, that sleepy desert stretch that connects Los Angeles and Las Vegas, Michael Lombardi. You've driven it many times as we welcome you in. Of course, this is a Raiders town, Los Angeles. The Raiders are coming to their town to take on the Rams tonight. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Of course, Thursday night football kicks off week 14. I'm Patrick Maher. He is Michael Lombardi. How you doing, my man? Welcome. I'm good. Get ready to start another week, Patrick. Here we go. Week 14. Can you believe we've got 14? I mean, it's just time flies. It's amazing how quickly it goes. And, uh, you know, I think it'll be, I mean, look, tonight Al Michaels can have dinner at Toscano's after the game. I mean, who's going to be happier than him tonight? He can go to the country club after the game, yeah. after he kind of takes a nap through the Thursday night affair with your boy, Herbie, as we say hi. Of course, uh, right now, that number, six, six and a half. It's weird with the starting quarterback. Okay, so let's just dive into it. Of course, Baker Mayfield, I was wrong. He was uh, picked off waivers uh, by the Rams. It had to be a team like that. He got to the facility. I think it was Tuesday night, met with the team yesterday, essentially, and there's a possibility. Your boy Sean McVay said it would be unprecedented if he starts. The reason he might start, John Wolford has a neck issue. It's being reported that they're going to find out during pregame warmups. We shall see. Well, and our board that we look at relying on all the odds across very many betting books, they typically, when they don't know who's playing quarterback, you don't get that information in there. You get 2BA, TBA. And just 10 minutes before the show started, they both they put in there that that uh, Wolford is the starter, 
And they also updated, which I didn't think needed to be updated, but they updated Purdy as the starter for San Francisco. Or maybe there was some doubt that Josh Johnson was going to start. I don't know. But typically, this has always been very reliable. I know Adam Schefter's wired into the Rams organization, and they're saying it's going to be pregame. But how do you play Baker? I mean, especially considering, Patrick, the crowd noise is going to favor the, the the Raiders. I mean, this is oh, going to be the Raiders a home won't game. need a silent. It's a home game for the Raiders, and you put a quarterback in there with no without the ability to audible or to communicate or mess up a word here or a word there. I, I think it's problematic. Oh, I think you're 100 percent right. First, let's start with what you said, which is so true. Uh, this is a Raiders town, without a doubt, unequivocally. Los Angeles is a Raiders town. This this is their team. Um, so it's going to be fascinating at SoFi. You're going to see so many Raiders jerseys. Uh, but you mentioned it. The board that we use is pretty accurate, Michael, and they just went to Wolford. So there's some information there. The neck was bothering him. But it is also interesting because you saw it this morning. That number was seven. It has now dipped down to six and a half. It went back to the original number when Wolford was thought to be the starter, right? That's correct. Okay, that's so correct. that's where let's, the number moved back. I mean, if Baker's playing, you know, it went to seven. Not not. Look, Baker hasn't played well. We know that all year. But – how could he play well in this situation? How would that even be fair to Baker? You know, I mean, can you imagine putting Baker out there on national TV and just, I mean, like it's not fair to the kid, right? It just tells you, then what are we carrying Bryce Perkins on the roster for if we're not even going to put him on the field? Yeah, no, you're 100% right. So, Baker, my assumption is, based on what happened on our board here, Wolford will start that number six and a half with Vegas Lane. And, of course, the Raiders come in on a three-game win streak. You go to the Rams. They're missing the best player on offense, their best player on defense, and their starting quarterback, of course. No Aaron Donald, no Cooper Cup, and no Matt Stafford. What's been fascinating is the shift from a passing team prior to Stafford going down to now what they do, Michael, is they run the football those last three games, they've run the football uh, at an increased rate. Well, they have to run the ball. I mean, let's face it. I mean, they ran for 148 against New Orleans. They ran for 116 against the Chiefs, and they ran for 171 against Seattle. And, and they actually, in two of the three games, they were in those games. I mean, prior to that, they couldn't run the ball at all. This is a night where they're going to have to run the ball. They're going to have to get their running game going because they're not going to be able to th- – there's too many chances to make a mistake. I mean, they've t- even though they've run the ball the last two weeks effectively, they've still turned it over four times, you know? And so that's going to be the issue, and, and they've got to be able to run the football to slow the game down. And look, they're the second-best pa- second defense in all of football in red zone. So if they run the ball and they punt, and they don't turn this thing over, and they play good red zone defense, they can keep the game in the low 20s, in the teen, high teens, and it gives them a chance to have a chance to win the game at the end of the game like they did against Seattle. It's the only formula they can play with right now. If the Raiders get ahead of them and they have to throw it all the time, they're going to lose the game. And the Raiders, over their three-game win streak, they're giving up just 3.2 per rush. They're seventh in EPA allowed per handoff. They've actually been playing better. Let's hold off on the Raiders. We'll come to them in just a little bit. The Rams are in a bad way. Good job, Elliot Bauman, as we welcome him officially, producer of the Lombardi line. Tremendous rundown today. We appreciate the effort. The Rams have lost six consecutive games straight up. Michael, that's the longest streak under McVay. They're failing to check this out. They're failing to cover the spread by 6.7 points per this season. That's the worst ATS margin in the NFL, and the number is 6.5 tonight. Yeah, and you know, and just I, I, my sense of this, and I was told this by a friend of mine who does a lot of analytical work. Eighty percent of the games, 
whatever side, whatever the number you went with, that team covered. You know, if you took the dog and got the points, that really it didn't it didn't come to the points, right? Picking the winner has kind of been eighty percent of the time this year in the NFL has been more successful. Right. Think about that. Right. That's that's kind of remarkable, right? It really is. And, and so, yeah. and that and yet we know picking the winner without a point spread is impo- hard because as we see with Survivor. It's funny with the Rams. Let's go back to the Baker conversation. It's we were wondering who was going to make a claim. Just so you know, I mean, the 49ers, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, they did not make a claim no. on Baker Mayfield. What what's the emphasis? What's the point here with McVay making this claim? And it is McVay on Baker. Are they looking for something beyond just this year? Well, I think obviously Wolford's neck certainly plays into it, right? And he liked Baker coming out of college. So that's another that's another that's another positive there, and then as I said on my podcast, I would not be. I think there's a seventy percent chance Matthew Stafford retires. I don't have knowledge of that. I'm not reporting that, but that's an instinct I have from talking to people and knowing about where he is medically and where he is in his life. And if he walks away, where are they at quarterback? They don't have draft picks. They don't have assets to go get them. So that becomes a little bit of a problem. So at least they get oh, for four weeks. After the Raider game, Packers, Denver, Chargers, Seattle, they have four weeks to evaluate whether they think Baker could be part of their team next year. Here's what they know. Baker's going to have no market to be a starting quarterback next year for any team other than the Rams if he plays good. Like he, what he did in Carolina, he bet on himself and he didn't play well, which means now he's a backup quarterback in the league unless a team like the Rams are going to give him a starting job. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So, uh, again, it's there's worse offensive minds to be aligned with. McVay interested in Baker. The one problem you have if you throw him out there today, I'm talking Baker Mayfield and the Rams, is they can't protect the quarterback. I mean, this is no. an abysmal pass-blocking offensive front, so you put him immediately into a bunch of trouble. They've got to run the ball. I mean, they've got to hand it off. They've got to – look, they'll be – the first drive of the game, there'll be three screens – There'll be a tight end screen. There'll be some kind of bubble screen. There'll be a zoom handoff. I mean, it's every trick play you can come up with to try to create some chunk yards because they can't drop back and throw the ball. Yeah. And when they played the Chiefs and they got behind, then it became a problem. Now it's 26 to 10, game over. You know, even though when they played the Saints, you know, they could stay competitive within the Saint game and they only lost by seven. It's a hard game for them to play. They can only play one way, and they can't just line up and say, we're going to power you. They've got to run the zoom sweep to kind of stretch you out. they got to run toss. they got to do a lot of different things to make you widen your defense horizontally to try to create some seams for their backs to get through because they're just not going to line up and run the ball. When you're trying to circumvent and you're trying to gadget your way to wins over 17, it's hard. that's not going to happen, bro. That is not you gonna... run out of plays. You run out of plays. I mean, look, run out of ideas. Cam Akers had it. Cam Akers had a great game last week. He averaged 3-3. Three, three. He's averaged on the season, he averages 3-3 three, three a carry. I mean, their most effective runner is, is Bryce Perkins, who averaged 5.1 yards a carry. Well, they're without Cup. They're without Donald. So they're without their two best players, one on offense, one on defense. Matthew Stafford, I think you're ahead of this, and I think you're on to something. Just knowing what I know of Stafford uh, from the years in Detroit, such a family guy. 
I think these injuries are really starting to add up. His wife went through a catastrophic brain tumor situation, so they've got some perspective on life. It would not be crazy if he stepped away after this year. Not at all. No. I mean, look, longevity, you know, having having your life in front of you, whether he wants to do television, whatever, right? You know, he's had a great career, and he won that Super Bowl, which a lot of people didn't think he could win as a playoff contender. So, you know, I mean, he's made a lot of money in his career. Is it worth it? I think that's the question. And and, and look, even if he decides he's coming back, is his body going to hold up? You know, it's like the right. Odell Beckham conversation. Yeah, sign Odell. Is he any, can he hold up? Can he play? I mean, that's the question with Stafford. Can his body hold up? Okay, that's the Rams' perspective. I think the locker room where this is fascinating tonight is in the Raiders' locker room. Let's come back and discuss. They've on a three-game heater, a solid two-way performance against the Chargers. And I'm not bragging here, but I've got a squad that I'm going to the game with tonight. And it this is so <laughs> ironic. My, Michael Lombardi is grinding in Ocean City, New Jersey, and I will be attending the game with my squad. His wife, yeah. Millie Lombardi, Bernadette, the squad is going to be ready to go. Pat, We're going to be wearing got, our got, Raiders They got gear. the most interesting man in the world with you. Yeah, this will be fun. You'll have a good old time. They better win. You know, Bernadette's no, a good luck for... charm, though. I'll, I'll, no, give, I'm I'll give you that. She's the good luck uh, charm. All kidding. all kidding aside, we're going to SoFi tonight. Uh, we'll be pulling for Mick and the Raiders, and I I, I cannot wait. Bernadette, but the Raiders also... Bernadette, cost me, Bernadette cost me the Denver game. We lost in Denver because can she I didn't go to that it? game. I, yeah, you can ask her about it. She couldn't go because of the snow. Well, she'll be in attendance, so that means four straight for the Raiders, the silver and black. All kidding aside, starting to really play well on both sides of the ball, the Raiders, and they're laying six and a half on the road, which in turn is a home game tonight. We'll come back and discuss the Raiders next here on the Lombardi Line. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, this one's very important. We've just dropped today the VSIN Bowl Betting Guide for 2022 23. Okay, picks on every bowl game, power ratings for every team, bowl betting strategy. Bowl betting can be very profitable. There's edges, there's margins, opt outs, motivation. It's a completely different ball game during the bowl season, so make sure you check out the guide before you bet. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for more information. Remember to get the guides, all of them. You have to be a pro. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. They become a pro right now. I'm the Look, I'm generally living the moment, dude. I get excited about every single day, but talking about the bowl games and talking about week 14 kicking off tonight, I'm not into it, man. I'm not into it. I want it to slow down. The football season is so much fun during the holidays. I know. I mean, it's just, it's just, it goes by so fast. You get in that routine and it's just hard to, you know, wish it could slow down. But look, it, it, it'll be fun to watch all these bowl games. There's no de- denying that. And the championship games. I mean, I think we've got four good games that we'll be able to handicap and watch. And Jigba, we, you know, we were talking about players not opting out when they're in the final four. How about the best wide receiver or one of them? Of course, Ohio State and Jigba is going to sit out the bowl game. So that's that was a little bit of a surprise for me. Yeah, I mean, any anytime a player who's going to a championship game takes doesn't play, that's a surprise to me. Yep, 100%. Totally agree. Okay, so as Michael mentioned, as we, again, welcome you back, Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. So that number dipped. It was the Raiders 7 and on our board, which is very accurate, they've got Wolford as a starting quarterback for the Rams. So my assumption is that's correct. We're now down to six and a half. You got one shop over here showing seven, and then you've got one six, but mostly in the middle. I got DraftKings, BetMGM, Circle, all at six and a half. Let's go to yeah, the Raiders' DraftKings perspective. New, DraftKings, New Jersey's at six and a half at 115. Yep. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of six and a halves out there that are kind of juiced a little bit. But, you know, and there's some sevens out there if if you want to take the Rams. We discussed before the season started, and the Raiders are, you know, it's a new coaching staff, players getting used to it, turnover on the roster as well coming into this year. But now they're starting to find a little bit of a rhythm. It's a three-game win streak, and before the break, I said a good, solid two-way performance from the Raiders last week against the Chargers. I think that's what we should stress here. I thought they played very well on both sides of the ball against the Chargers. Well, I mean, the last three weeks since the Indy game, when Indy gained 207 yards on them on the ground, they, they haven't given up 100 yards on the ground. They've played much better. You know, they, they've stopped Denver from running the ball. Denver only had 94 yards rushing. Seattle, which wants to run the ball. Seattle struggled to run the ball in that game, 65 yards. You know, and, and then last week, the Chargers, which, you know, they kind of want to run, but they don't, only got 72 yards. So that's going to be the challenge tonight for the Raiders. And when I ran my numbers, the Raiders are – 
really improving in a lot of categories. I mean, over the last, when you break down the last five weeks and you break down all the ranking numbers and see who's played really well, I mean, the Raiders, the Raiders have. They made the most significant uptick in terms of change in how they've played from one week to the other. They were last week, they were 17th. This week, they've jumped up to nine. So that, that's, that, that, that's a significant change, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it, it really, it really makes a difference, right? So, excuse me, they were, they improved nine points. They didn't go to nine. So that, that, that's okay, really gotcha. remarkable. And, and, you know, and that's what you want to be able to do. You want to get a team that's kind of gotten better, and they have, and they've played better offensively. There's no denying that. I mean, they've, they've been really good. They protected the football. Up until last week, they were really protecting the ball. So they're, they found out their formula, right? That's the most important thing for any team. What is our formula for success? How do we have to play to win? And they've got to run the ball. They've got to play action it. They've got to make plays, you know, and, and they've got to protect it. And so – they got to be able to win the fourth quarter, and they've done a better job in that area. There were some rumors or some questions. Maybe we'd see Waller and Renfro as they kind of get closer to returning. It's not going to happen on the short week, uh, but they've been doing it without them. And you mentioned they've started to figure out the formula. One, they're going to have the rushing king. They're going to have right now Josh Jacobs leads the NFL, and he's been on a tear They've done a great job running the ball with Jacobs. But also, it seems like over the past three, four weeks, Michael, they said, we've got Devontae Adams. He's the best wide receiver in football or one of them. Let's target him. And he's been going crazy. And he's been really good. And he's hard to take out. It'll be interesting to see if if they trail, if they put Ramsey on him and how they handle him. Because they move him around so much, he's hard to get. And they're going to try to double him. I mean, and the the players that have kind of come through for the for the Raiders, Mac Hollins has got 45 catches. You yep. know, he's done really a nice job for them and catching a lot of third downs, and he's done a great job in blocking in the run game. I don't think if, if there was Jacobs wouldn't have some of these runs if it weren't for Matt Collins blocking in the run game. And then eventually I think what we're seeing lately is that they're getting the running backs more involved in the passing game. I mean, nobody would guess this, but Jacobs has got 42 receptions on the year. That's incredible. And, and Abdullah's got 18, and I think Abdullah's going to continue to get more and more. I mean, Abdullah has more receptions than Waller did. Abdullah has, you know, and so Renfro only had 21 receptions. So I, I think they're starting to figure out who they are, what pieces they have. They stay a lot of base. They've run a little bit of 11, but, you know, the, the guy that you know, when they play Keenan Cole was the 11th receiver, you know, he only has six catches on the year, so they're not throwing the ball to him as much. Can we take a second for Devontae Adams, a little appreciation. As Elliot points out, he has 1176 receiving yards this season, so he's on on pace to break the franchise record set by your boy Tim Brown in 97 with 1408. What is it about Adams? I don't think he's the fastest, although he's pretty fast. He's very physical. He catches everything, and he is just, dude, you can tell he's a competitor. I'm sure Mick has stories, but you could just tell he's a professional and he cares. You know, I think a lot of it is 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 the John Wooden line, hurry up but play slow. He, he kind of has a way of playing, you know, he looks like he's in a hurry, but he's playing slower than everybody else, and he kind of is functional. And then when he gets the ball in his hands, he's hard to tackle. He really is. He's got good yards after the catch. And, and he's a, you know, and, and they do a great job of featuring him and getting him the football and, and moving him around so you can't really double him and take him out of the game. I mean, he's been a huge asset for them. I mean, let's face it. I, he's been – if they didn't have him on this team, you know, I mean, they, they would struggle. They were counting on being an 11-personnel team. They, with Hunter Renfro having 81 receptions last year, 
you know, Waller supposedly being really back and healthy, and none of that transformed itself. Thank God they do have Adams, and they're getting a lot of help from Mac Collins. And look, there, there's they. And the funny thing about the Raiders is they leave yards on the field. I mean, they leave yards on the field. They they could throw the ball to Adams more than they do. I mean, last week they had a throw. They could have thrown it to Adams down the seam. It would have been a touchdown. But they they threw a a crosser to Moreau. You know for why I don't know, but they did. But there's just it's just unique how they can get them the football. Plus, it all starts with their ability to run the ball, which then allows them to play action pass, and it catches the defense a little off guard. So the Raiders, we mentioned, starting to get on a heater here. They won and covered three straight games. As Elliot mentions, they haven't won and covered four straight since November of 16. So an opportunity if they cover that six-and-a-half number tonight to do something they haven't done in, what, six-plus years. Now, you take a look, and they're sitting five and seven. It is a daunting schedule. Uh, I'm looking right now. They're at the Rams. As you know, they then host New England. They go to Pittsburgh at San Francisco and then Kansas City to close out the year. Stranger things have happened as they start to gain momentum here, but it is a tough schedule down the stretch. Yeah, and look, to me, the Raiders aren't good enough to look ahead. You know, you're not good enough to look ahead. You're only good enough to look at who you're playing. And we'll collect, we'll figure it out once we get to the end of the rainbow here, but you're not good enough to look ahead. You're not, oh, we'll beat this team, we'll beat that team. It's going to take everything in their power to win the game. It'll take everything in their power to win tonight. This will be a close game into the fourth quarter. There's no doubt about that. Because the Raiders are just not that electric in terms of their talent level. They have so many missed picks in the draft that aren't playing that they're kind of pieced it all together. And they've got to play at the highest level they can play at for them to win. So I think any talk about them going to the playoffs to me is is far-fetched. I mean, look, they got New England coming in next week. Then they got Pittsburgh. They still have to go to San Francisco. I mean, these are hard games. By the way, Devontae Adams, his receiving prop as far as yardage tonight set at 89 and a half. What immediately, what's your gut when you hear that number, 89 and a half with Devontae? Well, he'll, they, he's got to go over that. He will. He'll go over that. I mean, look, the, the one thing about this Raider team here, so let's, one of the things you like when you look at a schedule is, so they played Denver, which is the Vic Fangio-based scheme. They played Seattle, which has a lot of Vic Fangio-based scheme in it. Then they played the Chargers last week, which was mostly all Vic Fangio. Now they play the Rams, which is a lot of Vic Fangio. So they've played the same scheme. This will be the fourth week in a row. There's slight variations to it, but in terms of their game planning and how they want to cover and what they want to do, the the, the Raiders have been practicing their playing against this for four weeks now. So they'll find a way to get them the football. Over at BetMGM, they're reporting 73% of the bets on the Raiders and 79% of the handle on the Raiders tonight as you're looking at a six-and-a-half number. By the way, that was such a football guy and such a dad answer to when I talked to you about the Raiders potentially making the postseason. You're like, look, shut I'm the postseason talk down. We're focusing on the Rams I'm right now. Don't even go there. That was a football guy go- answer right there. It's going to be a struggle for me tonight. I mean, Bella will be snoring and I'll be dying. It's going to be a struggle. I know it. <laughs> Well, you can hear Bella snore extra loud when you don't have the volume on your television and you're sitting <laughs> there in silence have. with a couple which of we dogs. Will not have. Which, <laughs> which I'm alone. Will. We will not have it. Hey, congratulations to Will Hill. He signed Aaron Judge, and he will join us next here on the Lombardi Line. I am.com. 
You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Yes, Elliot. Everyone's everyone's favorite tool, Elliot, as you mentioned. Betting splits over at VSIN.com. Become a pro. Money and bets for every game. I, for example, I just told you 73% of the bets and 79% of the handle BetMGM is reporting on the Raiders tonight. That's the information you're going to get from our betting splits. The information comes directly from DraftKings, and it's updated every 10 minutes. People are signing up to become a pro just to get the splits because they're very accurate. You should, too. It's vcin.com slash subscribe. That's vcin.com slash subscribe. Okay, week 14 kicks off tonight here in Los Angeles. The Raiders... Kind of, it's weird. They're going to have a home game tonight taking on the Rams. The Rams deflated with all the injuries and the season after winning the title. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. We welcome in Will Hill. And we'll start here, of course, our buddy, a VEASAN insider and host, Will Hill. Uh, before we get to judge, you were upset with Michael and I. We were discussing the Raiders and their potential to get to the postseason. You're actually holding a ticket on the Raiders. Yeah, I bet a little Vegas plus 780 to make the playoffs, I think, on Monday when the lines reopen. I just think there's a path here where the schedule breaks right for them. I do think they'll win tonight. Uh, I'm sure we'll get to the game. I'm not crazy about laying six and a half, especially the seven with this team. But I do think they win tonight. Then they get New England. Two games for New England in six or seven days, both on the road, because New England plays Monday night in Arizona. Then they go at Vegas next Sunday. Uh, and, and Vegas, of course, will have extra rest. Then uh, Christmas Eve, the Raiders play the Steelers, which is a winnable game. And then you get San Francisco, which who knows about Purdy, a third-string quarterback. And then the Chiefs uh, in Vegas week 18, where, hey, maybe the Chiefs don't need the game. So there's a path here for, I, I think 5-0 is probably a, a stretch. But for, could they get to 4-1 and one and maybe get in on tiebreakers? At plus 770 or whatever it is, I think it's plus 770, plus 780 at DraftKings last I looked. Worth a shot. I mean, am I favored to win that bet? Probably not. But if they win this week and they win next week, uh, that line goes down a little bit, and I, I can maneuver around a little bit, maybe. Yeah, no five and zero oh, the rest Pat of the Patrick. way. That would be yeah, pretty you, good. You guys Michael. talk about that. I'm not talking. About I know. It. I'm I just know, worried about that. winning. One. I'm just worried about getting out of the first half. You know, that's all I'm worried about. <laughs> just that's hilarious. That's the uh, football guy and dad guy answer. Okay, five so and zero. Oh, the rest of the way. That's not a St. Jude's bet, though, is it? No. I mean, no, I don't, you know, I mean, look, you, you've got reasons behind it. I mean, Femi, Femi bet Dan Campbell as coach of the year, and, and he does a pod <laughs> with me. Complete total lack of respect for me. I mean, how about that? And, and yet, you know, I mean, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't call that a St. Jude's pick either, even though I can't believe. When I go, went back and watched the Minnesota-Detroit game, I'm like, this is why Campbell, sh- sh- he cost him this game. Anyway. And Thanksgiving yeah. is that coach of the year this year? Or is that what year is that? I, I don't I know. Femi, you know, Femi loves those numbers. You know, I love the numbers. So, he, you know, it's a good the, number. He loves the future plays. That's 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 what dudes say that want to be sharp. They go, oh, I, I got a good number. I got you got a good number on Dan freaking Campbell. Even Will Hill texted me. Remember, Will, you text and you were like, you were right about Campbell. He's a freaking yes. disaster in game. And yeah, that's, uh, you know, to, to add to your point, I don't even remember which game that was he screwed up. That's how many there have been. I think it was Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's right. Screwed it that's up. exactly right. One, he, I mean, you don't even know which You one. could go through them all. You could go. There's somewhere he's in. He didn't challenge the Dallas game. If he challenges that, right. it's, you know, I mean, it might be a different game. We should good, though. You got to admit, they're, they're, they're playing they okay. Are. They are playing they're, good. They're healthy on offense. They won, hey, they should have won that game up in, in Minnesota. I mean, they should have won that game. Absolutely. And and it's also it's the line of the week because I think everybody's discussing a five and seven team hosting a ten and two team and the five and seven team, the Detroit Lions, a two point favorite over Minnesota. And I have to give Goff credit. He's playing as well as he possibly can. Yep. 
I don't think it's somebody you want to go long term with, Michael. But to be fair to Goff, he really is accurate right now. No, he's been really good. And and I went back and watched them this week. I watched them. They never punted against Jacksonville. They moved the ball effectively. Their defense is playing better. You know, they're they're still not great on defense, but they play better. And look, he he handled the cold weather games a hell of a lot better than I thought he would. So yeah, he is playing at a high level. He's running that play action scheme, and they are a different team when Swift's out there. Not not that Swift's been dynamic, but they're just a little different. And they've got good skill players. There's no denying that. And they've got a an offensive coordinator that's a name that many don't know that is really really good at kind of catching a rhythm of a game, and he he knows how to dial up plays. We'll we'll get to tonight and get your official play, Will, but I think it's an opportunity for you to peacock a little bit about your Yankees. Finally got it done. There was some trepidation whether they would sign Judge. Obviously, the Padres and Giants were in the mix. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, big deal. I mean, they couldn't afford to lose them. So, I mean, from a baseball standpoint, from a business standpoint, Lombardi, you know this. When it, the deals come down to leverage, it's about having leverage. If, if you have it, use it. If you don't have it, get it. And Judge had all the leverage because they can't afford to lose him from a baseball standpoint. They're not good enough with him. So without him, forget it. So at least they maintain him. They're still not good enough. They're still missing a couple of bats because they get to these postseason games. And they just can't hit. But from a business standpoint, they couldn't afford to lose him. It would have been a, a nightmare from a PR standpoint. So, you know, it's status quo. But status quo is still uh, a team that hasn't been to the World Series in like a dozen plus years. And if they don't seriously upgrade the team, they're not going again next year. So congratulations to the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, they had to pay. And what, you know, this is always happens in, in, in most negotiations. You know, you can't get a deal done in the season and you think, oh, we gave them our best offer. And then you turn around and what, I think he picked up $142 million. Is that what he got by just waiting longer? You know, and so, like, at some point you got to realize you got to make the deal. You got to know when to make a deal and the, and, and, or else it's going to cost you more than you think it is. And this was one of those cases. Yeah, I think we're seeing too. These baseball teams are sitting on a ton of cash. The Padres are offering four hundred mil, four hundred million dollar deals to anybody who listen. Oh, Judge won't take it. We'll give it to you know Turner. Turner won't take it. We'll give it to Bogart. I mean, they're just these teams have so much cash to throw around. It's crazy. It's insane. It really is. It, it's really, it really is. And you mentioned there was there was an on the field and an off the field aspect to signing Judge. The Yankees had to get it done. There's going to be a monument uh, in the future with Judge there in center field. Okay. Before we get to tonight's game, there's a couple of games you mentioned you wanted to take a look at. Let's go uh, Giants hosting Philly. It's interesting. This is kind of going between that six, six and a half, and seven number here with the uh, with the Eagles laying it on the road at the Giants. Will? Yeah, I'll just I'll just give you the most uh, you know obvious answer. The easy answer is this is just a great teaser like for Philly. I'd be shocked, and and I'm not shocked by too much in the NFL with how crazy these results are, but I'd be shocked with the way the Giants are just so smoke and mirrors with the way they muck the game up. I'd be really surprised if they're able to actually beat Philly. I know Philly hasn't you know, had a great win when you look at their schedule. They haven't been really good on the road this year, the past couple of years. So, I, you know, I could you talk me into taking the seven? Pr- probably not. I just think Philly's going to get their 27, 30 points on pretty much anybody. And can the Giants get to, you know, in the 20s? I don't think so. So I think Philly wins this game. They win it pretty comfortably. I'm okay probably laying the seven, and I think this is just a great teaser piece. You could tease this with the Raiders tonight if you want to take the Bills under three. Uh, Again, that's a little bit of a cop-out, but I just think Philly wins this game and wins it pretty comfortably. And this isn't just like you know any other game for Philly. If they were ever to lose this game, which like I said, I don't think they will, Dallas all of a sudden controls their destiny because this would be another division loss uh, for Philly. They already lost to Washington in division. Dallas plays them head-to-head on Christmas Eve, I think it is, in Dallas. So this is a game Philly needs, and it's a game I think Philly gets. 
Well, I, I think what Philly learned, you know, playing a close – losing to Washington and then playing that close game to the Colts is we have to go and we have to kind of play from in front and force the other team to not try to keep the ball away. Use the Washington Commanders game plan of having the ball 35 minutes and we only have it 25. So they come out against the Titans and they – you know, they control the game. They control the game and basically make it 21-7 to at the half, and it's over because the Titans can't play another way. It's the same thing with the Giants. I would expect them to come out throwing the ball, getting the lead, and then saying to Daniel Jones, hey, Daniel, see if you could beat us throwing the football. And if the Eagles play the run as well as they played the run against Derrick Henry, that's what Daniel Jones is going to have to do. Okay, Will, I want to get a quick minute in here on the Jets-Buffalo. Buffalo's laying 9.5, yeah. 10, hosting their division rival there. It's a lot of points. I would actually look towards an under here. I think you know these are probably two of the five best defenses in the league. I understand Buffalo's going to uh, absorb the loss of Miller, and that's a big loss. He's important for them, but they're getting a little healthier on defense. We're seeing Tredavious White get a full pitch count now. Uh, the Jets, we know they're good on defense. I think this is an under game. In a game that's going to be low scoring, nine seems like a lot of points. So I would lean towards the Jets, and I do like the under here, 44. Yeah, and I think it's going to snow. It's going to be bad weather. I don't want to step on your toes as the weatherman, Patrick, but I do think it's going to be snow. It's going to be nasty. We'll get the official report. I was looking at the weather. We actually had tremendous weather last weekend. It's going to be a little bit different this weekend, which we'll get to. Of course, we'll be here live on NFL Sunday on the Lombardi line as well. Okay, are you interested in the prices tonight? Six, I'll give you six and a half with Vegas laying it and 42 and a half on the total, Will. Would lean towards laying it. I just think, like Lombardi said, this is a defense that the Raiders are probably uh, comfortable playing against, especially they don't get a lot of pressure, the Rams, and they're just going to sit there and play zone. So I think Vegas will be able to move the ball. The Rams, look, I mean, it's a bad, you know, Beat up offensive line, no receivers. My guess is Wolford starts, and then we see Baker come out of the bullpen. To me, this is like a 24-14 type of win for the Raiders. I'm not crazy about laying the 6.5, but uh, I would lean towards laying the 6.5. I think Vegas wins, and like you said, this is a home game for them. So I uh, I do like Vegas tonight. Yep, it's going to look like a snow globe. 65% chance of snow for the game. Jets at the Bills, just to follow up on that. Okay, congratulations on your Yankees procuring your boy Aaron Judge. And have a great uh, Thursday, Will. Appreciate you. Thanks, Will. Appreciate you. All right, thanks for having me, guys. See you. All right, there he goes. The Will Hill on Twitter. Okay, so here's the question. Can Brock Purdy get it done for the 49ers? The answer, the 1972 Dolphins. That's next. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing and they're being watched. 
Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer john batiste the all-new infinity qx80 is unlike any luxury suv you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. So, football fans can turn a loss into a win with the King of Sportsbooks. You just place a single first touchdown score prop on Monday or Thursday night football games all season. And this is a special shout out to one of our former producers, Stephanie. Steph did a great write up over at vsen.com today. And part of it's in the daily newsletter, which is free on the best and worst first touchdown scores and teams. It's a really, really in-depth article. Congratulations to Step on that. Uh, great job. Just log into your account over at BetMGM or on the BetMGM app and sign up today. Again, you get 25 bucks back over at BetMGM if your first touchdown score prop on Monday and Thursday nights doesn't hit. So it's a great deal. 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Promotional offer not available. Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Okay, we got you back here. Again, as Michael mentioned off the top, I think the big news tonight, the question was, will he or won't he as far as Baker? We've got Wolford slated on our site here as the starter tonight. Uh, Schefter was reporting, Michael, that they were going to give it a go in the pregame to see how his neck was feeling. But again, that turnover, and we're going to get to Brock Purdy here, but that turnover for Mayfield would have been insane. I, I, yeah, I understand you can wear uh, the armband. I mean, he might have but to, he, he, might, he might have to play if he gets hit, and, and you know, all of a sudden he doesn't come true. up. But I mean... I mean, if he plays, he's going in there with five runs. He's going in there with five passes, six passes. I mean, you know, I'm sure Baker's a smart guy, but it's hard to, under the heat of the battle, with a lot of crowd noise, communication, change. You know, what fans don't realize is you don't, you know, when we were in high school, you know, we're going to run 25, 28 power. Okay, you come to line, you run 28 power. That's not the NFL, right? We're going to run, you know, it's going to be, hey, 28 power, check to 464, zoom over, kill to, kill to 38, 38 lead. Okay, kill, kill. So now we got three plays we're coming to the line of scrimmage. You know, and then you got to communicate what the play we're running. And then you got to be on the snap. I mean, there's a lot that happens in that 25 seconds that's just, that is different from high school. 
And so it's really hard. And if you run a play that that doesn't fit the front to the coverage, you get a bad play. And, and when you only have 60 plays in a game, you can't afford to have bad plays. Because one negative play for the Rams, now we're in second and 13. You know, we've got to call a screen here. Got to call a draw. You know, it's it becomes harder. So it, it's a tough for him to come in. And I don't think it's fair to the kid, actually. I really don't. I mean, as bad as Baker played this year, I don't think it's fair for him to come in and try to develop timing with his team in one day. Speaking of fair to the kid, the 49ers have big-time aspirations and expectations. My man went from Ames, Iowa, Mr. Irrelevant, to San Francisco, and we're expecting Brock Purdy to carry them through the postseason. Uh, exclusive article from Michael Lombardi over at vsan.com slash subscribe. I-, I love what you did here. You compared the Purdy situation to Greasy and the 72 Dolphins. Can you expound upon that? Well, so in 72, in week five of the season, now the Miami Dolphins had just lost to the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl, got handled pretty well. And then the next year they come back and they bring their team back, like most teams in the 70s. There was no free agency. So most teams come back in the 70s fully intact. And Bob Greasy's their quarterback. They're a run, they're a run team. They average 16 passes a game. And so, but their defense was great, and they could play well in the kicking game. And they had three running backs that they would rotate through, Jim Kick, Larry Zonka, and Mercury Morris. And so they won. They started to play. And week five of the season, they're playing the San Diego Chargers. Deacon Jones was on the team. He tackles Greasy, breaks his ankle. And now Earl Morrill comes in off the bench, a 38-year-old Earl Morrill, who had been MVP of the league, you know, and he's got to take over this team. But they didn't really – he didn't have to take it over as much because they were going to run the ball. They had the great Paul Warfield on the outside. You know, every five times he caught the ball, it was in the end zone. Think about that. And so they played to their strengths. And then Greasy finally had to come back by the playoff. By the, They were playing the Steelers in, in a championship game, and they were struggling. And Gr- Greasy comes back and leads them to the victory. And then eventually, which is a fascinating note, they go to play Washington, the Redskins, George Allen's Washington Redskins in 72 in Los Angeles. And for all this, they're a two-point dog in the game. They were a two-point dog. Even though they were undefeated, they were a two-point dog in the game. And they beat Washington 14-7. to and Washington only scored on the Stephy on Yaro Premium's fumble punt off the snap, and they ran it in for a touchdown. So, look, what my point of the story is: there's a thousand ways to win in the NFL, and getting electrifying quarterbacking play isn't always the right thing. Because if that was the the Dan Marino led Miami Dolphins wouldn't have gone four years without making the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so. Let's dive into this. The Buccaneers uh, 49ers game this weekend. 49ers are three and a half point favorite. The total's a low one at 37. That's late window coming up on Sunday. The betting profile they're five to one to win the NFC. They're 12 to one, the 49ers right now to win the Super Bowl. It, so, question for you. You and I posited it could be Josh Johnson over Purdy. Do you really expect Purdy moving forward to be that's the answer? I guess it was what I'm saying. Are they committed to Purdy? I, I, the way I tried to write the column was he doesn't have to be the answer. He gotcha. has to just be efficient. They have, of their talent level, right, Debo Samuel, one of the best yards after the catch receivers in all of football, dynamic as a runner. You know, Ayuk, dynamic as a runner. Yards after the catch, very good. Kittle, dynamic as a runner, yards after the catch. McCaffrey, unbelievable yards after the catch. So they've got a – and then they can run the football. They can run the ball, you know. And so all he's got to do is make easy, short throws. 
He's never going to be in a drop-back pass game. He's never going to be where he's got to, okay, we're running this, we're running that. Third and eight, they're still going to run their stuff. They're going to throw the ball in the middle field. He's going to have a lot of easy throws. The kid's got 46 starts in his, in his, in his collegiate career. So he's been in, in a lot of games. He's seen a lot of things. Now, it's not the NFL, but he has. Most of these quarterbacks, I mean, Anthony Richardson's coming out in the draft. You know why, I don't know, but he's coming out, and he doesn't have enough starts to really justify him coming out, whereas Purdy does, even though he was Mr. Irrelevant. He doesn't have a great arm. He's not overly athletic, but he can make a few plays with his feet. He just has to be efficient. He's not going to be the straw that stirs the drink. He is just going to get the ball to those guys and let them go with it. Yeah, it's weird with Purdy, a four-year starter at Iowa State, but his numbers kind of, his play regressed over the final two. He had a great sophomore year in Ames. And then, it's so again, you mentioned Mr. Relevant, the last, last draft, uh, draft pick, pardon me. Um, but they do have Johnson, who is the vet behind him. It'll be fast. If you just take a step back and think about what's happened with that quarterback situation, they gave up the future to draft Lance. He's not available. They wanted to get the, the the head coach was trying to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. He played great. I'm not sure it was the head touch. coach. I think it was a general manager. I think it was the general, general manager. manager. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, I think he yeah, wanted yeah, a bat, yeah, yeah. right? I think you're right. I think you're right. And now they've got Brock Purdy in a team that is absolutely loaded at twelve to one to win the Super Bowl. Right, and so they and they still have you know they got really good running backs you know and, and they're able to they can run the football effectively. The tight ends are good, you know, and their kicker, Robbie Gould, is usually really reliable. So when you got really good, de- and let's go to the, let's take the Baltimore Ravens in 2000. I mean, they had, they were on a four, three game losing streak that year where they scored 15 total points, right? And now wow. nobody's going to think Trent Dilfer is this elite quarterback, right? I mean, they found, and then when they got in the playoffs, they didn't turn the ball over. They were able to run the ball with Jamal Lewis. They made a timely plays, catch a slant with with uh, with with uh, Shannon Sharp. It goes for 89 yards. Thank you very much, Ma, Ma, uh, Anthony Dorsett, for missing that tackle. Marquise Pope, you too, you know, and that goes 89 yards to the house. We lose that game. So, like, there's other ways to win in the NFL than just oh, we need our quarterback to throw for 400 yards. No. The Bucs need Brady to throw for 300 yards. That's how they're going to have to win. But this 49er team doesn't need their quarterback to do that. He just needs to get the ball to these receivers and let them run with it after the catch, which they do a great job. And as long as he doesn't try to be more than himself, and where they've got to be really good too, Patrick, is they've got to be Ray, – Ray Ray McLeod has got to be good in the return game, right? They've got to help him with field position. They've got to be able to get him a chance to where they're working on a short field. And with this defense, oftentimes you can – Will we see Debo lining up in the backfield? You know, you almost see Shanahan with Debo and McCaffrey doing some creative stuff in the backfield there now. Uh, well, I think they're going to do a lot of different things. I mean, look, they're going to run more boots than they probably have because they want to get them out there, and which helps their run game. It's going to, you know, I think we're going to see McCaffrey. Look, when they line up in base personnel, and just say they have base personnel on the field and they've got, you know, they've got the – the uh, the rookie that they drafted in the you know uh, Mass Mason or 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 uh, the kid Davis Price in the backfield and McCaffrey's in the backfield with them too they're at eleven personnel but they're really not you know they're even if they have Jurasek in there as a fullback and there are two backs two receivers and one tight end they're at eleven because they take McCaffrey and put him out so if you match up to them and say okay 
They've got two backs in the backfield. Okay, they do. But now they put McCaffrey in the slot. How are you matching up in that in base? And the irony, you just mentioned Brady. They need the Bucks. everything from Brady. Uh, they're in town, and two teams on a heater. The Bucks at the 49ers, the 49ers laying three and a half. When we come back, is Odell going to sign with the Cowboys? And frankly, why did the Cowboys want him? We'll ask Michael Lombardi next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. 